Hey, what's up guys? This is Diego and Sad Dad and Friends. We're doing episode 3 and today we're featuring a very long time old friend of mine. His name is Alex. Um, everybody give it up for Alex. I, I just want to let him know first and foremost, man, that I really appreciate you coming over today. Um, I know that, uh, you know, coming straight home from coming straight here, straight from work, you know, it means a lot to me, man. Of course, of course. Now, I've, as soon as I heard that you were doing this project, I was like, oh, great. This is a good way to connect with him again. Because it's been, what, 11 years since the last time we talked? Yeah, yeah, 11, 11 years, brother. So tell me, Alex, I mean, how's life been, man? I mean, I know I know you're a dad of two now. Um, you know, one's, one's your stepchild, one is your actual child. How, how do you feel to be called be labeled be known as a dad it's really a trip especially when it came to my stepdaughter because i never implemented the dad thing i never wanted to be like oh you call me dad blah 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 blah. like call me whatever you want i don't i don't want me i don't care but like it doesn't matter to me and then like i think i want to say like half a year into me um dating her mother i just heard dad come out of her mouth and i was just like okay maybe it's Maybe I'm just hearing shit, but then I just started hearing it clear as day. Now it's like, oh fuck, this got real. And then now that my son is saying, I'm like, oh, this is really real. <laughs> this Damn. is really real that I'm a dad. Wow. And I didn't think I was ever gonna be a dad because I didn't want to be a dad. If I'm being honest, I didn't want to be. Okay. But I like it. It definitely feels like this is something that I should have been, but waited a little too long to be. But I'm mm. just glad I, this is the woman that I'm having kids with. So. Mm-hmm. And so. Let's talk about your first child. I mean, let's get more into the nitty gritty of it because, to my understanding, your stepdaughter. So, um, how old was she when you came into her life? Uh, She was about to be two years old. She was one in a few months. So, she was fairly young, which is a good age because at least she wasn't like a teen or she wasn't like. 10 years old where it's, there's going to be a little bit of pushback because I'm not her real dad. And yeah. where is her real dad? Oh, he's still in the picture, but, um, and we're on good terms. Like, that's the best thing is that we're able to co-parent mm-hmm. really well. Like, me and him shoot the shit a lot, too. No shit. But unfortunately, he did have to move to, move to Montana from things that are out of his control, which, in my personal opinion, I thought was bullshit that he had to leave. Not saying that I'm mad at him. I'm mad at the reason Circumstances. Why, why he had to go because mm-hmm. it didn't have to be that way, but... No, he's a good dad. I like to give some props to him, too. He's a good father to her. And so talk to me about your co-parenting journey. I mean, I'm sure that at first it wasn't easy, right? Yeah, because at first Jay didn't want him to know that me and him are dating because she knew what kind of a loose cannon he can be. Mm. And so at first he didn't know anything about me. It wasn't until I think when she was moving out here for the for us to get our first apartment is when she finally told him. And then me and him met during her second or third, I think her third birthday is when we met. And we, sh- we hit off pretty well as co-parents. And then after that, like, we just work as a team. Really? With everything. Like, if I can't cover the diapers, he's more than happy to cover them and then vice versa. Type no deal. shit. Wow, yeah. dude. That's fucking awesome. That's rare. It's No, trust that me. That is it's rare. really rare. I did not think that I was going to get along with her baby daddy. Wow. At all. I thought wow. it was going to be a lot of, like drama and shit but right. it's been far from it so dude that's that's a blessing in disguise man and why why do you think that is i mean 
you know, why do you think that it hasn't been like what the horror stories that we usually hear, right? You know, with the baby, mo- baby mama yeah. drama, baby daddy drama, right? Why is it that your situation is different? Well, me and him both have stepfathers. So I think that was one thing that we related on because me and him both don't know our biological father. So we know what it's like not to have a father figure oh. for so long. Okay. Yeah. I don't want to go too much into his story because that's his story to tell. Right. But, um... Another thing, too, is, like, we wanted to break, like you said, the generational thing where, like, there's always drama with the baby daddy, the baby mm-hmm. mama. And that was one thing that we both agree on. Like, we don't want our kids to grow up in this toxic environment where they feel like they have to pick a side. Because mm-hmm. it shouldn't be that way. No, of course it not. It shouldn't be that way at all. And it, it was, so, actually, it wasn't actually that easy at first because at first there was a little bit of resistance between me and him. Like, there was, like, still some stubbornness to him. Mm-hmm. But then one day he messaged me and Jade out of the blue, like saying, like, I think we need to work to-. like pretty much saying what was obvious, like, oh, we need to work together type stuff. And we're just like, who's this guy? <laughs> who's this guy? Why is he talking like this type no deal? Shit. But yeah, I think it's just breaking the generational thing. We're like, oh, we're not so supposed to like each other. We're not supposed to be mm-hmm. friends type deal. Now, does he know that your do- stepdaughter calls you dad? I think he was well aware that it was happening. He just... I don't want to say he didn't want to admit it. He just didn't want to think about it. But she did drop the dad bomb on him in front of him. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I... And how, I did that, how, did that, how did that go? It wasn't, like, a big deal. Okay. I think he just hurried. He's like, all right. Like, and I think now, especially because um, he's in Montana, I think he appreciates it a lot more. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't speak for him. Right. Because before, when he was so... Funny, when I said that me and Jade were long distance, which is my fiance, Jade... Mm-hmm. Um, when she was living out in Utah, he was still out here in Vegas. So visitations was really difficult for him. Mm-hmm. Like it was, it was pretty difficult for him to see his daughter. And I think that was another reason, again, don't want to speak for him, but I think that was another reason why he kind of gave me that respect and liked me was the fact that I was able to bring both of them back here. Mm-hmm. So that way he can see his daughter and mm-hmm. still spend, cause that was the thing too, is that as soon as like she was out here, mm-hmm. it was every other weekend that he was spending with her. And I get, I tip my hat off to him for that. It's like, at least you still spend time with your child. At least you're still in your child's life. Cause not a lot of dads do that. Right. Man. Especially, especially in our age. In our no, age. Yeah, well, that's absolutely. Well, I just want to say first and foremost, man, that, that you took on a mantle initially, right? Yeah. That was a huge mantle that you had to take on, and I'm sure that it came with its own, with its own troubles. I'm sure that you know you were like, "What am I getting myself into?" Because prior to this, I mean, you never had experience with a child per se like that, right? You know, no. having to take care of a child like that. I'm sure you had bro- you have brothers and sisters that are younger. Yeah, my little sister. She was like my crash course into being a parent because yeah. Both my parents worked, so I would help mm-hmm. take care of her. But you're right. And Jay was very upfront when we first started talking, like, especially the night we met. She's like, just saying, so you no, know, I have a daughter. Mm-hmm. And I told her, that's fine. I'm cool with it. Because, again, I didn't know what we were going to get into. Right. I didn't know if we were just going to be like, oh, I just met you this night. Bye. Right. Don't know when I'll see you again. But then we started talking more. Type deal. <laughs> Years later, he. Yeah, you are. No, she even like, she even try to like make sure, like, are you sure you want to do this? Because I don't want any bullshit. I don't yeah. want you to like come into our lives, have my daughter get an attachment to you just for you to bounce. I'm like, right. No. And I mean, what what parent wants that, right? Yeah, no. It's, yeah, but I think for me, it's also because I have a stepfather, so I'm like, I don't want to say that, like, oh, I just want to do what he does. It's more like, no. Like, I want to be able to say, like, yeah, I was able to do the same thing, to step up and be a father figure. Okay. Now, 
was your stepfather a good i guess was your stepfather a good role model for you for the mantle that you have now yes and no like i get what he was doing with a lot of the ways that he was trying to teach me and raise me some of it was very questionable and even and even he has agreed that a lot of the stuff that he did and said wasn't the best thing mm-hmm. but i think that also gave me like some some perspective because he didn't have to step in to be my dad i think yeah. i was like 11 when he met me oh wow yeah so i'm sure you gave him a lot of pushback huh yeah 100 oh, yeah, <laughs> i did but the thing is i didn't know anything about my real dad so i didn't really like i think i was just step stepdad you did a good job <laughs> <laughs> yeah no because no trust me now I, like when he's talking about the stress and stuff i get what he's talking about now i'm just like he was right <laughs> i haven't said it to his face yet but he's right he was right about a lot of shit but what haven't you huh what haven't you said anything to his face so that's one thing too is that like he's not really good at expressing emotion he's ex- he said that to me too mm-hmm. but um and that's part of the another journey i'm going through with my therapist it's like learning forgiveness and the first person that i really want to forgive is my dad because mm-hmm. again didn't do a lot of the best stuff now now just for the audience, right? When you say dad, is are we talking about your, your yeah, stepdad? Yeah, my stepfather. I call him dad. Because, okay. again, I've okay. never met my biological father. Okay, okay. And so, you're in your healing journey, you're trying to forgive. The things, that, instead of holding, like, grudges and resentments. Because another thing, too, was that my therapist says, like, not only just my therapist, but a good friend of mine also told me that it seems like you blame a lot of stuff on him. When in actuality, you kind of have to take some accountability for some of the stuff, too. Mm, like, can you give me an example? Um, I guess, like, when it comes to, like, my insecurities, for example, I used to I used to blame him a lot, but it's mostly also me, too. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, it's mostly just that, just making sure, like, okay, I make sure I'm not pushing the, the blame onto someone. Because I can unlearn a lot of stuff that he quote-unquote taught me right and forget of a lot of the stuff that he did do to me because some of it was physical some of it was verbal mm-hmm. and he even apologized to me for it before too and how how did it feel for, for you to hear him apologize like he didn't blatantly apologize for what he did but i i knew what he was getting at and i appreciate it i was like thank you i didn't say because like again it was very we didn't really have like that like we had a father-son bond no mm-hmm. doubt about it but we de- it was definitely a weird bond where we weren't really like Close emotionally, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Now, if he was able to express to you how sorry he felt, do you think that that made it or has made it easier for you to forgive him? Oh yeah, a hundred percent. Because I want my I want my kids to have their granddad. Because he was so when I told my parents that we were having another baby. Mm-hmm. He sounded more excited than my mom. Not really? To, not to say that my mom wasn't excited. She was just more in shock. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. I heard my dad in the background, like, cheer, like, like what? I'm going to be a grandpa? I'm like, oh, shit. I did not expect that reaction out of him. <laughs> I did not expect that reaction out of him. Yo, and so, and so then you had your son. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And from a grandpa to grandson perspective, from what you've seen, I mean... Talk to me about that. Like, you seeing them interact. Yeah, yeah. How has that made you feel from, again, a grandson to a grandpa perspective? Like, I'm sure you witnessing him treating your son as he does. Yeah. 
does that make you feel reassured, happy, sad? Like, in a a certain extent, I feel like on the other side of that coin, it's like something that I didn't get to experience, right? Yeah. And I'm sorry for that, too. Right. And, and, And so how... How do you cope with that? I mean, it's a it's a it's a double sided coin. Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, like he loves my son. He obviously mm-hmm. loves my son. Um, I just know that he thinks that we baby him a lot, and we do. But he's a baby. Like, of course, we're gonna baby him. But he's he. I guess he was raised a different way too, where it's like he didn't really want. You don't really baby your son. You don't coddle your son so much. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, be there for your son. Be there when they need you, but don't coddle them. Like. I got get what he's coming at, but not t- I think I'm. Now, so- are we talking about gentle parenting? Yeah, and that was one thing I wanted to talk about too. When Isaac, I think it was was it Isaac that you had last week? Last week was Isaac. Yeah. Yeah, how he talked about gentle parenting. I'm like, okay, so I'm not the only one who does it. Because mm-hmm. I think he's seen me gentle parent. He might not agree with it, but he's respects me enough not to like um, backseat parent me, which I appreciate a lot because that was mm-hmm. my biggest fear with my parents mm-hmm. was that they were gonna backseat parent the entire time, but. Mm. Um, yeah, no, gentle parenting, is a, gentle parenting is a big thing in our household, for sure. Now, does your dad, is he still of that old traditional mindset of, like, you know, boys will be boys and, uh, and no hard feelings and suck it up and, you know, don't cry? Yes and no. I don't know about the no crying thing, because, like, he's seen me get emotional before, and he's yeah. gotten emotional, too, because... That man can't say he hasn't cried. I've seen him cry before. (laughs) (laughs) Full disclaimer, that man cried when the Falcons lost against the Pats. Oh, wow. So, like, you can't say not cry when you cried over a football team. No offense to him. No offense to him at all, man. (laughs) But that was definitely an example. I don't think he's, like, the no cry thing. Like, I think certain things, like, it's like a cherry pick thing. Like, he's cherry picks Mm. certain things to suck up and not to suck up type of thing, you know? Mm. Like, if you're mourning the loss of a loved one, he's not going to tell you just suck it up. Right, because he's suffered loss too. So okay, okay. So at least there's that, and uh, yeah. it's when it comes to our older generation. It, a lot of times, man. I mean, speaking from my own experience, you know, bless their heart, but I've I've encountered situations where you know, I've been told gentle parenting is a little bit too much, right? And it's just like, come on, like, like I love. Like, thank you for sharing your thoughts with me. But at the same time, it's like, why can't you respect how I'm trying to raise this child? Yeah. And, like, I don't want to tell my... Because my mom wasn't the one to, like... Because I think she tried gentle parenting. But then again, she just like me, she lost her shit with me sometimes. Because mm-hmm. like, I very much am the same with my kids. Like, I'm a very gentle parent. But then you just reach a boiling point where it's just too much. Mm-hmm. And... I I don't. She definitely doesn't make me feel crappy or shitty for gentle parenting, but I can tell like she sees that I struggle sometimes with it because I'm trying so hard to like be the quote unquote cool parent. When it's not really that. It's more of just like again, I don't want to blame my mom for anything, but I don't want my kids to have like this like trauma of like being having memories of me yelling at them or hitting mm-hmm. them type deal. Like, have I raised my voice on my kids? Yes. What parent hasn't raised their voice at their mm-hmm. kids before? Mm-hmm. Like, if any parents is like, oh, I never got me, it's like, you're fucking lying. Yes, you have. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. But what, when you say that you lose your shit, I mean, what what makes you say that? Why why is it that you lose your shit? Or, you know, give me an example of you losing your shit. So, 
right now my son's in that phase where he's very indecisive and very much like if he doesn't get his way he's gonna kick and scream mm. and i try to accommodate his needs same with my daughter i try to accommodate accommodate their needs as much as i can but my daughter's at the age where she's very impatient where i'm like just a mm. minute honey like let me go do this I'm like let me go help with your brother and it's just constant screaming in my ear from one child and then constant screaming in the ear from the other and i just like it feels like I'm being pulled in two directions and I just... That's a lot. And then I just snap. I'm just like... Dude, that's a lot. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. And I feel bad. I never once... Like, <clears throat> I never like let the day go by and then wait to apologize by the end of it. I apologize like right then and there. Yeah. Or until I've cooled off. Now, when you apologize, do you explain yourself? Like, yeah. hey, this is what I'm... Also, this is what Bobby, your daddy's saying sorry for. I did this. Yeah, blah, blah, no. Blah. I get down to my daughter's level especially. Like, I... Like, I don't know if she can understand half the things I say, but I still try to talk to her like she's an equal. Yeah. So now, you had your son. Yes. Right? And he is one in some change. Yeah. Okay. From one man to another man, how (laughs) does it feel to have a boy? It's a lot of fun. Is uh, it? Uh, it's a lot of fun, man. It's it, a, lot, yeah. a lot of fun because okay, because like I said before, we did this. I told you like I wasn't, I was not opposed to having another girl. I think I'm a better girl dad. Yeah. But then, so when we got the gender reveal over the phone, and Jay likes to say I ran laps around the the apartment. That's a lie. I ran laps in the kitchen, not in the apartment. Okay. Because okay. I was excited. I was like, oh shit, I'm having a boy. Fuck yeah. But no, it's it's fun to have a boy. It yeah. really is. Because he likes a lot he likes a lot of the stuff that I do and sometimes yeah, he likes to play with his sister's Barbies. And that's another thing too. I do not mind my son playing with Barbies. I don't mind him wearing his sister's dresses. I do not give a shit. Yeah. He's a baby. Yeah. He's gonna do what he does. But no, having a boy is pretty cool. Now, do you see yourself a lot in him? Oh, a hundred percent. Not just in the way he looks, but like a hundred percent. Personality personality wise. because he has a separation anxiety with me and definitely sometimes with his mom where like so like let's say if he's chilling on the couch and I leave to go take out the trash as soon as I shut that door I hear inconsolable crying and from what my mom told me I used to do the same shit when she would leave for work just like this inconsolable cry really yeah so that part I definitely see I definitely see that little attitude that he gets Mm -hmm. that little Especially when he does anything gross, he has like this little snicker on him. And he has like this little grin on him. I was like, yeah, that's me. He's for me. <laughs> He's like, that's my little evil boy. Because <laughs> like, he'll rip ass and then he'll just like give me this little side eye. Like, yeah, that was me. <laughs> oh, dude. <laughs> dude. No, he's doing shit that he shouldn't be doing yet, which is like, it's scary, but I'm proud. Right. It would, and is frustrating as yeah. well. Now, because right? now he's trying to run. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, he can walk now. Thankfully, mm-hmm. he can walk. But now he's trying to pick up running. I was like, boy. One thing at a time. Yeah, like, One thing all, at a time. Yeah, chill. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, okay. I'm sure I'm sure when you got with the Jade, with her daughter, you kind of, and as well, while you raised your, while you helped to raise your little sister, I'm sure you grew to have an appreciation for what your parents did for you, but how has that changed since you had your own son, your firstborn blood, right? Like, how has that changed? Because I'm assuming, correct me if I'm wrong, 
I'm assuming that changed a lot when your son, your blood, was born. Yeah, because, yeah, I took a lot of, like, things that I've learned from my parents. And, again, I still do the gentle parenting. Like, I took some things, but I also incorporated my own style. Right. Because, okay, so, I think it was about a year, me and Jade, almost a year, that we were um, long distance. I was a part-time dad, so I wasn't always there to see all the tantrums, all the fits. Mm. It wasn't, and the funny thing is... Was I think like a week or a month before the move or like the day of the move, she found out she was pregnant with our son. Oh. Yeah. Jesus, yeah. dude. Because <laughs> we had talked about wanting a kid, another one. We talked about it. And we're like, yeah, let's let's start trying. Yeah. She was like, I didn't think it was going to happen that quick. I'm like, my bad. I'm sorry, I guess. <laughs> like, what do you want me to say? Like, Oops. <laughs> C- congrats. <laughs> Good shit. <laughs> Good job. Oh, shit, dude. But, no. Um, Your it, son. Yeah, 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 yeah. It wasn't up until after me and Jay moved in together with Samus that uh-huh. I started, like, seeing, like, the frustrations of a parent. I was like, mm. like, oh, God. Like, I just need a minute. I just need to sit. Because mm-hmm. even when I, fir- when I first met Samus for the first time, I was trying my best to just, like, help Jade a lot more. Right. So it's constantly like sitting down, getting up, sitting down, getting up. And then my friends were like making jokes like, it's going to be every day. You ready for that? I'm like, I have to. Right. But when my son was born, I still implemented the same like um, parenting style that I had mm-hmm. with my daughter. But obviously I baby him a lot. I still like, I try to give him some leeway because he's the youngest. I try mm-hmm. to Give him some leeway, but I know there's certain things that he does that he knows what he's doing. Like, when he pulls his sister's hair, that's a no. When he Mom. hits his sister, that's a no. Like, I, like, there was a certain age where, like, okay, we're going to start giving him timeouts when he starts crossing the line with shit. Mm. And we do the same thing with our daughter. Like, mm. we, we make it fair. We don't, like, oh, just because he's the youngest, he's going to get some leverage. No, I'm like, no, you guys are equals. You guys are going to be treated as equals. This is not going to fly. It's <clears> like, if we don't want our daughter hitting him, but we let it fly when he hits her, like, what's that going to teach her? Like, oh, he's yeah. going to get away with everything. Yeah. Now, have you grown to appreciate your parents more? Oh yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. Like I tell, I I think it was. Well, I forgot what family event it was, but my mom saw me struggling. And I told her like, I don't know how you did this shit. <laughs> I don't know how the hell you. Did. Well, then, thankfully for her, I was like what twelve or thirteen when my sister was born. She, oh. she didn't have to deal with two little ones. Okay. Okay. But again, like just alone with just one, I was like, I don't know how the fuck you do this because. You're the first one, right? Yeah, I was... She had me at 20. Okay. And then when I was 12, or going on 13 is when she had my sister, so... Oh, wow. So, yeah. There's that big gap. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's pretty big. Yeah. Yeah. Because my middle brother, I think him and I are seven or eight years apart, and then my older brother, we're 19 years apart. Fucking hell, dude. Yeah, dude. So I know, I know, I know yeah. what that is. I know how that feels. Yeah, because I was like that, those extra pair of hands for them. Yeah. And even then they felt bad for like me having to like sacrifice a lot, but I was in high school and not only that, like I didn't do much in high school, so I wasn't really missing shit. Mm. Like I didn't go to parties, I didn't do any of that. I wasn't cool enough for that shit. Oh, stop. Stop it, Alex. Well, you didn't know me in high school, man. You met me after high school. That's true. Right. That's right. That's yeah. right. Where did you go for high school? Las Vegas High School. Oh, no shit. You, what, what year did you graduate? 2013. No you, shit. And weren't you 2014? Yeah. yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Here's the thing. is like I never saw you around the school yeah. at all. 
Yeah. It wasn't until we started working at Subway is when I when I got to know you. I was like, this dude's cool. He's cool. I fuck with him. <laughs> Dude, Subway, man. I miss working at Subway. Full for... disclaimer, full disclaimer. Fuck that place. <laughs> fuck that place. Man. Hey, so Alex and I, we used to work at Subway on Sahara Nellis. Um probably a couple of blocks down from Las Vegas High School. And man, the shit bro, that bro. we would go through, man. Those customers were rough. Bro. They were awesome shit, man. Oh, man. I'll tell you right now, man. The customer made me cry one time. Did they? Yeah, because she was bitching at me because I didn't make, I didn't make like a pizza. Because this one, I think it was like during the lunch rush. So it yeah. was busy. It was swamped. Oh my god. Jesus Christ. Yeah, she fucking yelled at me and shit. And I went into the, the freezer and cried. Because <laughs> I was so overwhelmed and shit. I was like, fuck, man. Like, oh. It's just a pizza, man. It's just Dude, a... those, were, those were good times. Yeah, oh, they definitely were. Absolutely. It wasn't until after you left where I started hating it. Now, let's, let's fast forward a little bit. For sure. Okay. You were married or you got married yeah. the first time. Yeah, 22. 2022? No, I got married at 22. So Age how, 22. What year was that? 20... Fuck. I don't give a shit. She, she, I don't give a shit if I don't remember the anniversary. I think it was 2018? 2019? So, okay. So, many years after yeah. after you and I worked together. Yeah. Okay. How... How did that? How did that go, man? Because <sighs> you're about, you're really about to roll your eyes at me, man. You're about to like shake okay. your head at me right now. Well, I just like, you know, what kind of shit did you end up going through, man? <sighs> just like the sh- okay, so we and her like, all right, this is the part where you're gonna shake your head and like look at me like, bro. I only knew her for two months before I proposed to her. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> and the fucked up thing was. When we met, hold on. <clears throat> Full disclaimer: We are uh, doing um, <laughs> some fun activities. <coughs> Don't try this at home. Don't try this at home. <laughs> yeah, but uh, so so two months in, and you proposed. Yeah, <clears throat> but the fucked up thing was when I met her. She had a boyfriend of two years. No. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god, so, Alex. So here's the thing. She came from California. You dog. Hey man, hey, hey man. <laughs> I ain't no saint. I'll say it. I'm not a saint. I mean, who is, right? No one is. No one is. No one is perfect. No, God no. But she moved here from Cali, uh-huh. and she had a boyfriend that she left behind. I knew about him. Trust me. I knew about him. She made it clear to me, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and then one night, um, I, invi- I only invite, just as a friend, full disclosure, just as a friend, I invite mm-hmm. her over to go see a movie because I wanted to go see a movie that I didn't want to go by myself. Mm. And the whole time we're just watching it. Nothing's happening. I think towards the end we started holding hands and then we kissed at the end of the movie mm. type deal. And then she told him, which I'm like, okay, at least you have morals. You're able to like admit like, hey, I fucked up. But she still was flirting with me mm-hmm. after everything was said and done. Mm-hmm. And obviously I was still flirting back. Fast forward like a month or so ago, one thing went to another in my apartment. Mm-hmm. I think you and the audience could put together what had happened. Right, right. She didn't tell him. You they broke. Right. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to be blunt about it, yeah. <laughs> she didn't tell her boyfriend. They broke up. We got together. Two months later, I proposed like an idiot. 
Costco. So young and in love. Now, okay, okay. So now, 2018, you proposed. You got married. That was 2017 when I proposed. Like, no. I remember proposing during Christmas time, so it was the end of 2016. Uh Uh-huh. And I think we were engaged for about a year or so until we got married. How was being, how was married life for you, man? I liked it, but there was just a lot of problems, and I'm not going to put the full blame on her. I was not a good partner to her. This is going to be the only time I'll say I'm sorry to her, which Mm. I am sorry for the shit. I don't know if she's listening, she'll ever listen to this podcast at all, but I am sorry for the shit I did, because I know I wasn't a good, wasn't a good partner. I did a lot of shitty shit, Mm. said a lot of shitty shit, Mm. but again, it takes two to tango. Mm. Thankfully, I'm in a much better mind space. I've been going to therapy, medication, mm-hmm. all that good shit. Got a good woman, mm. two beautiful kids. And how's how's being married now? Well, we're not married yet. We're just engaged right now. But it's okay. far more easier to call her my wife. Right. But the the first marriage life, <laughs> it was difficult, a lot of difficult because I had to do growing up really quick. Yeah. Now, were there any kids involved in that relationship? No, not at no. all. Okay. We thought about it. But I said some underhanded shit that made us not want to have kids. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Yeah. No, I can definitely take some responsibility for that shit that I said. Mm-hmm. Damn, man. So, so complete 180 then. Yeah. Complete 180. Yeah, I complete. Well, after we split up and the divorce was finalized, I was, like you said earlier, I was a dog. Mm-hmm. Just doing my own thing. I didn't care who I hurt or anything like that. I was in a really dark space. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until I met Jade. Because I think the last time that you and me interacted was you saw my weight loss progress. Yep. That was that was the peak of me being a, a dirtbag. <laughs> I'll admit it. I was a dirtbag. I, like, I don't like thinking about it, but it was true. I was a dirtbag. Yeah. It wasn't until I met Jade where I did, like you said, a full 180. I'm just like, mm. all right, like, I'll settle down. I'll okay. calm down. She's the only one I want to be with. Mm. Wow. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not proud. I'm Damn. not proud of the shit I've done. <clears throat> I mean, I mean, who is man? So I, there's there's one thing that there's there's a couple of things. First and foremost, the ability for you to acknowledge that you did not do good things, right? Yeah. You acknowledge that you did not do good. Yeah. And that first step, huge. Yeah. Right. No. Now the second step is i'm sure as you already know your own therapy sessions is giving yourself some grace man i mean 2018 how old were we like fucking fuck uh 22 23 like i was still a young child still young you know still learning the world like what the fuck were you supposed to know right i didn't know any better i mean looking back at it (laughs) <laughs> Looking back at it, I was... Fuck. I think I was 20 when I proposed. <laughs> First of all, how long did you know the person? So, ah, 2016 was when we got married. Because I used to be friends with your first wife. I, used, I knew her before I met you, too. So when I saw that you guys got together, I was like, oh, shit, small world after yeah. all. Like, yeah. all right. So, 2013 or 2012. Because I came from Mexico 2011. Yeah. And then I went to high school. and Okay, so it was 2011. It was 2011. So, I knew her since 2011. 
Okay. And then after that, we didn't actually get together until 2015. Okay. We had known about each other. We knew each other. We became friends. And I graduated. She graduated. I graduated. I went to boot camp. I joined the Navy. Um, At that point, I was single. And I was... Uh, 2015, I was, I think, in Washington, and that's when she reached out to me. Um, and next thing I know, year and some change later, we're getting married. So, I was in the Navy, um, and it was rough. It was rough, dude. I can imagine. I mean... If you getting married at the age of 22, 23, you feel like any bit of or ounce of shame in that. Getting married at the age of 20. And mind you. Military. Yeah. Right. And so a lot of times we have that live fast mentality, right? You fucking do things fast, you eat fast, you shit fast, you sleep fast, you do things fast, go, 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 your life's going, hey, let's get married, hey, let's have kids, and like next thing you know, by the age of 21, you're having a daughter like me, right? And then next thing you know, by the age of 21, you're having to learn how to be a part-time dad, not by choice, but because the Navy was making you go on underways, you had to leave on a boat and you had to go do these missions, go do these training exercises. And whether you liked it or not, you had to leave your family behind every single time. That shit fucking sucked. I couldn't bro. imagine that shit, dude. Imagine, I can't be away from my kids longer than eight if, hours. <laughs> imagine, imagine being gone from your kids two weeks at a time, coming back for two days, leaving for three months, coming back for four days, and then while you're gone, you see your kids being raised through photos and videos. And you miss out on their first word. You miss out on their first step. You miss out on this. Now, let's reel it back. I mean, missing out on those things when you're in the private sector... It's a lot more different than when you're in the military life, right? Oh, 100%. You do it, you miss out on them in the private sector. Hey, you can FaceTime real quick. Oh my God, look, honey. You know, he just took a couple of steps and maybe you're at work. Maybe you're on the freeway driving to back to home or or to work, whatever. You You can FaceTime. You can do so much shit now that you couldn't do a few years ago. Whereas when you're in the military, man... I can't fucking FaceTime when I'm in the middle of nowhere. There's no fucking reception. A. B. It's not allowed. C. I'm going to get in trouble. So then you don't see the video until it somehow manages to get to you through the intricate fucking internet system that the military has. And then to then finally be able to see it on a computer. Yeah. Did you get to see your 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 daughter's yeah. your son's sorry your son's uh, steps? Yeah, Thankfully, his first yeah. word. Yeah, right. Which is like I said, like I can't imagine that scene. I don't, dude. I don't remember. I don't remember my daughter's first steps. Okay. I don't remember my daughter's first word. 
I, a lot of it was through photos and videos, man. Like, let me sh- let me see if I can. Oh, <laughs> uh, it was rough. It was rough because whenever we would hit a port, whether it was you know Singapore or Guam or Korea, Philippines, whenever we would touch land. We would be there for anywhere between a day to three days. Okay. Yeah. Now, taking the time zone into account, if I'm not there FaceTiming or video video calling my partner at the time so I can see my daughter... And then just seeing her on the phone, man. And, like, she would get so excited, bro. She used to get so happy and so excited. And I remember how heartbroken she used to be. She would bang on the door because she wanted me to be on the other side of the door because I always had to leave, right? She would be banging on the door. She'd cry for me. And and what, what the fuck could I do all the way in Korea? What the fuck could I do all the way in Thailand? What the fuck could I do all the way in, uh, you know, Guam? Yeah. Nothing, right? It's fucking nothing that I could do. So, there's a lot of things that I feel like on my own journey of being a dad. First, I don't want to wish it upon anyone, man. That shit was rough. Yeah. Secondly... We were young. We were young, right? Yeah. I didn't know what the fuck I was getting myself into. And there were a lot of decisions that that were made. You know, it's in the past now. But if I could do things differently, I would. Yeah, it's all about, like you said, accountability. I don't think a lot of people take accountability for their shit. Yeah. Like... If I could apologize to the people I, I hurt, I would. They don't have to accept the apology. But it helps me sleep better at night than, like, yeah, I can admit I was a piece of shit. Like, even now, whenever me and Jay get into an argument, like, the last big fight we had, <laughs> this is my favorite moment out of her because she really had some balls and she showed it. She called me a stupid dick. What? Because <laughs> I was. I was being a dick. Uh-huh. And I can admit it to her. And I'm like, yeah, you were right. I was being a dick. Uh-huh. And... Again, no one takes accountability for their shit, and I really think a lot of people, like, friendships, relationships, marriages, anything, relationship with your kids, mm-hmm. relationship with your parents, could all work out if everyone just took accountability for their shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If only, if only that happened, man. Because, alright, so, straight up, I'm still working on, and I think this is where, where I have trouble in. I'm hoping that one day my parents will take accountability. My mom has, but not my dad. Have and you I brought think it up to them? I have. Okay. I have. And I think this is where a lot of our people's generation, especially if you're, you know, the first generation immigrant, right? Yeah. Which I think a lot of us are because I'm, I'm, I'm first gen. Are you first gen? No, I was born out here. That, that's right, you're first oh, yeah. gen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're first gen. Your mom, did your mom, was your mom born here? I don't think so, no. She's born in Guadalajara. 
No shit. Yeah. My wife's from Guadalajara. Oh, no shit. Yeah. Small world. Yeah, holy shit. Guadalajara's probably like the nicest part I've ever seen, if yeah. I'm being honest. So, okay. So, you're first gen. Yeah. I'm first gen. And I, I think I can safely assume that both of our parents, they're in that uh, traditional kind of mindset where I tried to ask my parents for accountability in my own healing journey. I legit asked. Yeah. Like, hey, do you, do you recognize all the things that you did as a parent, both good and bad? Yeah. I got that from my mom. Mm. Great. I was able to move on. Yeah. And now I have a much better relationship with my mom. And of course, I apologize to my mom for the sh- piece of shit of the son that I was. I mean, I was a piece of shit, man. I went through so much shit. And I apologize to my mom. Yeah. And now we have a better relationship. Now, when I did that for my dad, it, I didn't get the answer that A, I was expecting, which shame on me because you should never expect anything. Yeah. But you still inherently do, right? I mean, we still inherently expect for certain things to either happen or for them to be said a certain way, whatever, right? Yeah, and that just sets you up for disappointment. Exactly. I mean, I expected. Shame on me. He said what I had no idea he was going to end up saying, which was basically, I didn't do anything wrong. What are you talking about? Oh. The de- I, that's what I was going to ask. Like, did he deny it? Did he deny it? The yeah. denial. He hit me with a denial, man. And that shit hurt more. Uh, how Because I wasn't he? expecting that. I was... Uh, I was 24, 25... No, 25, 26. Mm-hmm. I was like 25 or 26 years old when, when finally I wanted... I wanted some answers from my parents. Yeah. And, um, yeah, he... Early, early, mid, yeah, mid-60s. He's stuck in his ways then. He's very much stuck in his way. I don't want to yeah, assume. No, I don't no, want... no, no, he is. He is. And straight up, what are you talking about? Was... I did the very best that I did. I made sure that you had food on the table and you had a roof over your head. And yeah. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. But, yeah, that's but, the... And I was like... What are you talking about, Dad? Like, you're not going to admit that, like, you could have played with me more? <laughs> like, yeah, no, when I heard like, last week's episode, that fucking, shit hurt. You could have fucking, you know, played with your my, my fucking toys with me, or that you could have, you know, bless... Okay, so, alright. Bless his heart. And his denial, I've had to learn to accept it. Yeah. And forgive him. Now, the reason why I wanted my parents to take accountability was to make it easier for me in my forgiveness journey, right? Because my train of thought was, okay, my mom takes accountability for the way she raised me, whether it was good or bad or whatever she was presented with, whatever whatever capabilities she had. Yeah. If she takes accountability for it, I can heal faster. It'll be makes easier. Sense. Yeah, it makes sense. Right? Got that for mom. She takes accountability. Great. Dude, I was able to move on from that from that anger, that part of anger that I had towards my mom for whatever thing she might have done in the past. Yeah. 
and <laughs> my mom beat the shit out of me. <laughs> yeah, no, my mom told me about a time that like I threw ketchup at her at some restaurant. She took me to the bathroom. I think she said she spanked me or she didn't. And then she threatened to leave me there, and I was like, "No!" Yeah. <laughs> That's the one story I remember her, her telling me about. But like going on the accountability thing, and like how you said, like, "Oh, I did this, I did that." I was like, "Okay, that's great and all," I, but like you said, from what I heard in the last episode, he just had to grow up quick. He mm. had to be a provider quick. Yep. And the thing is, is that like in his mind that he thinks that like, "Oh, I provided shelter, food, clothes." That's all they need, and they should be grateful. Mm-hmm. Which isn't like I appreciate it. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, yeah, I never, I, I, never had those problems. Yeah, thankfully. Thankfully. But that doesn't take away from. You just wanted that bond. You wanted that, that father son bond, bond, bro. Yeah. I feel that. I feel that a lot. <laughs> Growing up, my dad was a part-time dad. Growing up, initially, when I was a kid, I, between the ages of, between the ages of like two and eight, I want to say that my dad was a part-time dad, which is why I desired that bond even more. Mm -hmm. Because for him, it was always the ranch first. Mm. So my dad, if we were in the States, he would leave us to go to the ranch and take care of the ranch for months at a time, and then he would come back. That's exactly what my grandfather does. And then he would go back to harvest corn, and then he would come back to the States, and then he would go back to Mexico to go harvest whatever and come back. And he would do that on and off, on and off, on and off, to the point where I grew up seeing my dad as far as uh, father figure goes working watching the news Mm. and cooking once in a while right (sighs) now when we lived in Mexico that's that was different yeah when we lived in Mexico my dad and I was it the was it a let me play with my son kind of relationship no it was a let me teach you kind of relationship yeah no i completely get that and i think that was one thing that could have helped me and my dad my stepdad is that because he met me when i was 11 12 so mm. he's, i'm at that age where i'm going into high school i'm mm. or no, i was in middle school when i met him and um I th- he was very a hands-on dad, but I think we weren't bonding on the same shit because, like I said, he met me at a really late age. Mm. That's why I'm grateful I met my daughter at this age because then we were able to build a bond together. Mm. For me and him, there was, like, there was no that um, me at 10 years old era where, like, we found our thing that we can do together. I think he was trying to find things for us to do together, and it just wasn't clicking with me. Mm. So that's probably where a lot of the pushback came from type deal. But... Going back to what you said about your dad going back and forth, back and forth. Is, mm. I could definitely see why that hurt you with your your daughter, right? When you would be deployed. Yeah. That's exactly why it was hurting you more because you were like, oh, shit. I was doing the exact same thing. 
But it's not like you didn't want to be there. Exactly. So, and like you told me, give yourself some grace. Give yourself some grace. That shit's hard, man. Now, does that he believe hard. in therapy, though? No. Because <sighs> I was going to say, if you if you wanted to, invite him to a therapy session. <laughs> you guys can have a powwow about it. I can't. Oh, it's one of those? And my parents both live in Mexico. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. They come <laughs> they come to the States maybe once or twice a year. And they're actually gonna come in February. Oh no shit. Yeah. Alright. And you know what I'm gonna do? You're gonna you're gonna corner his ass, aren't you? Yeah. I don't want that's like the wrong word to use. That sounds like an ambush, but you're gonna like I'm not gonna ambush him, but I'm definitely going to invite him to the show. Oh shit. Yeah, we're gonna get some beers. We're gonna oh, him and I shit. we're gonna get some beers and Oh, uh, I talked to my mom about it, and she was like, oh my God. she was like, she was saying that uh, when I do it, that I should ask him about his childhood. Yeah, you gotta ask him. Like, that's gonna be good, man. I think it's definitely a good, it's gonna be a healing process for the both of you, because I don't even think, because, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think he's even healed from, like, what his, what the deal with him and his dad. No. Because it's a generational cycle. Nope, he hasn't healed. And then to add more to the, to the fire, his, my grandpa died. <sighs> My grandpa died, I want to say, a year ago? Fuck. A year, two years? A year or a year and a half ago, he died. So it's still fresh, man. It's still fresh. My oh. grandpa was 92 or 93. Well, I definitely hope that this helps you, man, because, like, I think that's what you guys need is just to sit down, have a couple beers, shoot the shit, and just talk. Like, instead of, like, asking him the questions, have him realize where he was, like... Because that's what therapy did to me. It made me realize, like, oh, shit. That's why this is happening. That's why I am the way I am type deal. What therapy has done for me when it comes to my kids, man, it's it's allowed me to come to the realization that no one's ever really going to understand you, bro. Yeah, no one. I think in my personal life, there are one or two people that I can think of off the back of my head, and that's it. Out of everyone that I know, just one or two people that know exactly what it feels like. And those people are other veterans that were in the service with me that were going through the same, they were married, kids were being raised and they would see them through photos and videos and they felt the same way that I did. I mean, look, there there were other there were other dads that didn't give a fuck. That's in my hat off to you. Or at least I, I would did assume it. they didn't give a fuck because yeah. they were in that uh, can't show emotions but nah man me and my boys we would cry we would have heart to hearts and we would be off into like the machine rooms and dude I, there were so many times where I just couldn't take it anymore. I had to I had to I had to be brought back because I wanted to fucking jump off the ship. I wanted to legit jump off the now, ship. Now you're not talking like suicide, are you? At the time, yeah. I don't, I feel you on that. At the time, yeah. I absolutely. Feel I feel you. And that's why I tip my hat off to you cuz like yeah, you went to go serve, but at the same time it's like at what cost cuz I'm missing my kids. You're like you said you're raising your kids through a phone. And that was fucking rough, dude. I have screenshots. I have, and uh, after we're done recording, I'm gonna show you yeah. all the screenshots that I have, and you're gonna see in the lower right hand corner my daughter and how she changes. 
That's going to be heartbreaking to see. Because that's how I had to raise her. I had no other option, bro. It was literally go out to sea for three months, come back for a week. Go out to sea for two months, come back for two days. Go out to sea for four months, come back for one week. And it was just out of the five fucking years that I was in the service. Yeah. I legit probably saw land once. God I mean, uh, uh, sorry, uh, one year, one year. God damn. Out of the five, if I combine all the times that we were on that, year, year and a half. And year and a half is being... Generous. Gen- yeah, it's being generous. Went on two deployments. <laughs> Both of them were like eight, eight month long deployments. And a fuck ton of underways, man. Now, don't get me wrong. I mean... On the other side of that coin, I was living my college life, man. Oh, yeah, you're right. You went right after high school. Yeah, I was living my college life. That's where I got all the partying out. <laughs> I, was, dude, I, I shit you not, man. San Diego probably got $5,000 out of me in those five years. God damn. I just spent money like stupid, bro. I mean, I still Fucking, do too. I can't deny. I still do too. Man. Oh yeah, the I, gas lamp. Oh dude, if if you ever go to San Diego, Alex, go to the gas lamp. It's by the their convention center, and I shit you not, bro. There's just bars. It's like downtown, like downtown, downtown uh. fucking Fremont. You got you're bars everywhere, out, and then you got restaurants next to the bars, and you're just like... You gotta come to the Rustic with me and Jay. Like, if we can both find babysitters, man, double date, because that bar... Okay, I will say it's a chill bar, nothing too crazy, until me and Jay get there, because it's a much older crowd there. Yeah. But then some of the younger people start coming in there and type deal. Mm-hmm. It's a very hole in the wall. It looks like... Oh, it looks sketchy as fuck, but if you're good friends with the bartender... Mm-hmm. What's it called? The Rustic. Where uh, Henderson? Yeah, it's on Boulder Highway and something like. So oh, you know what? Damn, you said Boulder Highway. Yeah, I know, I know. I know. But hear me out. 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 Yes, I know. I know. But me and Jade had made some of the best memories there. Yeah. For fucking sure. No shit. So you know where the Samstown is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep going down, and you'll find it. It'll say in a big sign, the Rustic. And like I said. Oh my god. Yeah, I know. People hear Boulder Highway, and they're like, I'm like, trust me. You're gonna like. Is the food good? They don't serve food, but what? They, they don't serve food. They just serve drinks. Man. Okay, all right. But there's right. a McDonald's right down the road. That works. Yeah, I'm like, jeez. I, I don't trust bar food. I don't care what bar I'm at. You can what? Be, you can, I don't trust bar food. Why? I, Cause man, cause like for one, sometimes they overprice the hell out of it for like a little bit, ba- little ass basket That's of chick- true. chicken strip and fries, and That's it's like true. I can get the same shit down the road for five dollars. That's true, but. No, I know. You hear Boulder Highway, you're like, ugh. I'm like, no, trust me. Trust me. And now that's not our only favorite bar. We've gotten a couple of gay bars, too. Those are a lot of fun, too. Those are a fucking trip. I bet. Those are fun. I bet. Karaoke is our favorite thing to do. So if yeah. you guys are down for karaoke, good shit. We'll talk. We'll yeah. talk about that. Yeah, I know. Karaoke was the way that Jade made me a simp because <laughs> like she was singing like the night that i met her she was saying creep by radiohead and i was just like in awe because i've never heard anyone sing like that yeah i was like now does that make you enough of a simp to have another kid we can't unfortunately we whoa can't. yeah we can't why not so full disclosure she had a hysterectomy <sighs> For medical issues, because no. yeah, because even her, yeah, no, and honey, I'm sorry I said this here, but 
Yeah, it's the doctor, her, um, OB, was it OBG? Uh-huh. Yeah, OBGYN. He, yeah, told her that, like, he, she runs a real risk if we were to try again, so he recommended that we, or that she would do it. And no. I even told her, and I even told her, too, like, I even told Alex. her, and I told her, too, that, like, if you want, I'll get a vasectomy if yeah. that helps you. Yeah. But I think medically she had it like she had to do hers. Like it was medically needed Holy for her. Holy shit, dude! Yeah. What was that like? What was that? What was that like for you, having to manage that while I'm assuming you got a two year old at the time and a baby, re- a newborn baby. Like, it was like at first it was because like even like okay so even before like we even thought of ever having Kylo. Um, like, cause we had like some of the like most like, I guess you can call them uncomfortable talks that couples do when it comes to someone having a kid. Mm-hmm. And that's like the talk of like, are we going to have our own kid? Mm-hmm. And she, even from the get go, she told me that it's difficult for, for her to have a pregnancy. It's really physically difficult. Mm-hmm. And she asked me, are you open to the idea of adoption? And I said, yeah. But then that's when we had Kylo and that, that conversation still comes up that we're mm-hmm. open for adoption. Just not right now. Yeah. Especially with the little ones being so small that we're just like. Let's wait until, like, they're old enough to understand and yeah. not be so demanding. Because at a certain age, they stop being right. super on your ass type deal. But So, Kylo's your little blessed one then, huh? Yeah, no. Again, like, she did not expect to get pregnant that quick. And I, I was afraid. I'm not going to lie. The entire pregnancy, I was afraid. Not because I thought she was going to hurt him or anything like that. It was nothing about her. Nothing about her medical issues. It's just I always had that because f- hearing all these people have like miscarriages, stillborns. That was my biggest fear. Oh yeah, absolutely. that was like I was gonna grow to have this bond with this child that I haven't met yet, just for it to be taken away. Mm. That was my biggest fear. Mm. So for him to come out breathing, crying, I I cried because I was like, "Fuck, a huge this, this got real." Yeah, it was a huge relief. I yeah, bet. yeah, no, it was, and then like I think every day because her and Kyla had to stay in the hospital for a few more days. Mm-hmm. And every day I was trying to get updates and like obviously you know what it's like being when you're a first time dad, especially with a little a little little one, mm. you're very anxiety ridden. You're like, oh my god, what am I? D-? And Jay thought it was fucking hilarious. Like you're panicking way too much. <laughs> <laughs> but how how has it been for you knowing that Kylo is your last one, blood blood wise? I don't have a problem with it. It doesn't hit me yet. Like, I don't think it's going to hit me that well. Like, I'm not to say that I didn't want another, because we probably mm. would have wanted another. But right now, I'm just content with my two little ones. I'm yeah. content with my son. I'm content with my daughter. Yeah. If we ever do decide to adopt, we will. But right now, we're just happy we have them. We can give our full attention to them. Because if we were trying to have another one right now, we'd be pulling our hair out. Jade especially, because she's a stay-at-home mom. And I mm. work full-time, so... Mm. Yeah, no, as soon as I get home, I'm usually very much like, I got the kids, I'll put them to bed, I'll, whatever you need me to do, I got it, I'll clean, like, you just relax, you sit. Jade, if you listen to this, just want to give you mad props, okay? <sighs> yeah, no, mad props are, I don't know how the hell. <sighs> Yo, being a stay-at-home mom, like, I can't. Yeah, no, I was a stay-at-home dad, and working full-time, and I couldn't do it, and like, do I like going to my job on-site? Yes and no. The yes part is just because, like, it's easier for me to separate work right and being a dad because before i would clock out but i'm still a dad and it's just like there was no time for me to rest so like whenever i do take the bus that's like my time to like decompress watch my shows listen to my music read my comic books whatever it is i'm doing just to like so by the time i got home i was Mm -hmm. like all right dad's here 
And even then, I bet, I bet you taking that bus ride, yeah, it's a blessing for you. 100%. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm sure Jade would rather you, like, instantaneously appear at the house. Oh, yeah, no. 100%. And I have a good friend of mine, Dominic, who gives me rides whenever he can. Mm. Or I I like to tell him, like, do you want to give me a ride? You don't have to, but if you want to, Mm. appreciate it. Because he lives like 12 minutes from me, so he has no problem doing that. Mm-hmm. So shout out to him, too. But, um, yeah, no, she, there are times where it was like, there's, she has her good days and she has her bad days with the kids. That that comes with being a parent. It's going to happen. You're mm-hmm. not- and I bet when, when you get home, man. <laughs> oh, my Lord, man. <laughs> like, I can, like, as soon as I, like, they hear the lock going, I hear my daughter, Daddy's on, da-, and, like, that's what makes it so much worse. Yeah. Day. That makes it 100%. I think... Being like, yeah, you hear people say, like, oh, don't have kids, don't have kids. Like, sometimes I'm like that when there's, like, the bad days. Um, but it's moments like that where I'm just like, this is the best part, is hearing them excited to see you. And I try to soak in how they are as kids now, because when they're teenagers, they're not going to want anything to do with me. I mean, mm-hmm. I would hope they would still want to hang out with me. Right, right, right. But, like, my son especially, as soon as he sees me, he will not let me out of his sight. If I go to the bathroom, bedroom... He has to fall. He's my shadow for like the next few hours. <laughs> like that little boy will not give me my space. <laughs> and I don't blame him for it. And I try to soak in that like he's a baby. He wants all my attention. I'm going to soak that in because I used to give Jade and her and Samus's father a hard time. Like because they're like, oh, she's growing up so fast. And I didn't feel that. Like I didn't feel that because I'm like, I don't know what it's like because she's not biologically mine. Mm-hmm. But with Kylo, I see that now because I saw him from a newborn. To what he is now so now i get it because like oh my god they do grow up so fast and even with my daughter like it hits me every time how i when i go through old pictures of me and her how she was so small mm. but i had to like hunch over to, to hold her hand mm. now she's like like she don't look like the same kid that i met and it trips me out a lot because sometimes i take a step back i'm like oh my god like you've grown time is flying yeah and not to say that like I love my son more. No, that's not the case. At no, all. no. There's no, just no, two no. different types of bonds. Like there's I the father son bond, and then there's the bond that me and her have because I became the father figure for her. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's different, and it's gonna be different. Yeah. And whether other people like that or not, you know, it's impossible to have the same kind of relationship that you have with your blood child compared to your stepchild. Stepchild, yeah. right? It's different. Yeah. We don't like it any more than you do. We wish that we could treat all the kids the same. But unfortunately, that's just not the case. Yeah, no. 100%. Now, you know, obviously, obviously you're going to treat them the same way or try to. and Yeah, no, 100%. You know. and that, like, especially now because I think it was Isaac who brought up, yes, or no, not Isaac, Tyson who Tyson. brought it up, that he, gives, he gets the, the daddy-daughter dates. Mm. And I'm like... That's something I need to start doing, like separate my time with both the kids individually where they get one-on-one time. We like the same weekend that I, I listened to that podcast, I told my daughter, like, you know what? Let's go have a daddy-daughter day. Just you and me. Really? We don't, because I've, I've, it took me, like, that's on, I love your podcast for the, first of all, because I'm like, I take it as lessons too. Like, it makes me take a step back. I'm like, okay, what am I succeeding at and what can I improve on? And with that, um, I noticed that, like, okay, I do notice I take my son out a lot more to, like, the grocery store runs because he's the easiest one to handle. But that's not fair to her, and I'm sure she wants one-on-one time with her dad. Yeah. And right now she can't have that with her biological father because he's oh, miles yeah. away, and 
I, f- I feel bad for him because because like she barely wants to talk to him on FaceTime and I feel so bad. Oh my god! Yeah. What the fuck? What? Why? Why? I think she's just upset right now. Like she's still getting th- like it's not it's no one's fault. I think she's still like kind of like because he does make time to call. He will always make time to talk to her. It's just like she's very either doesn't want to talk or she's just distracted. Mm. And I don't blame her. I think she's just still processing it. That's why I was like, you know what? I think the dad daughter dates are gonna be healing for her, because mm-hmm. then like, okay, I get, I still get those. Because when she had her weekends with her dad, that was like the one time where all the attention was on her. That was the only time that anyone just wanted to spend just the time with her. Yeah, because yeah, he, she was with him. Yeah, and that's why I want to give to her now. I'm, I feel terrible that it took me this long to see that. She f- probably feels deprived like a dry sponge, yeah. just waiting to soak up any amount of attention or love yeah, or affection. No. That's why, like, that weekend, money was no object. Like, <laughs> I meant to take her to this place called Wally Wombats. Oh, I know which one. I know yeah, which one. You, yeah, it yeah. was like $10 for her. Yeah, I was like, yeah. perfect. We're not going to spend that much. Didn't want to go for some reason. She didn't want to go. She was resisting. I'm like, Are you kidding me? You've had your birthday here two years running. Yep. Probably going to go on your third birthday here. Mm-hmm. Why don't you want to go all of a sudden? Don in Henderson, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah It's like, why do you not want to go all of a sudden? She didn't tell me. She wanted to go to this claw machine arcade. I'm like, oh, fuck. The one, the one next door. Yeah, I'm like, oh, yeah. fuck, man. Because I saw the prices. I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> we spent like, I think, 40 bucks there. Oh, damn. And like I said, money was no object that day. Like, yeah, I was like, fuck. Yeah. Like, we spent yeah. a lot. And then we still had to go out on our lunch day. Like, we went to McDonald's. I, sh- I thought to myself, I should have just taken her here. She has to play place <laughs> a lot more, man. She probably would have had a blast, but hey, what can you do? And you know what, man? At the end of the day, what matters is that you came to that realization yeah. and you made a change. Yeah. And I'm sure your daughter fucking loved you that day, that weekend, and the days to come. Yeah, no, dude. We, she was like a trooper because we took the bus up there. So she was... Mm. Dude, she loved the bus ride. She was a trooper yeah. for that shit. Yeah? Yeah, no, she's... I think that's what she definitely needs. Because I can definitely tell when she gets stir-crazy at home. Mm. I'm just like, okay, you need some one-on-one time. You need to go out. Same with my son. Like, that's why this weekend is going to be mine, his weekend. Mm. I'm just going to... Alternate. Yeah, alternate so everyone gets their own individual time with me. Maybe one weekend I take both of them. Like, Can't forget about mom now. Yeah, no. Trust me. We try to have our... Can't forget about mom. Oh, no. 100%. Like, after work, after the kids are asleep. Because I do have to go to bed early. Like, 10.30 is my cutoff time. Mm-hmm. So I do try to spend as much time as I can with her, especially on weekends. That's like today. Mm-hmm. I usually try to stay up like at least up until midnight just so I can still hang out with her, still mm-hmm. spend my time with her. And we still we're overdue for a date night. I think we're really overdue for one, but yeah, we're still trying. Yeah. To, we're still trying to find a, a, oh. a babysitter. Okay. Yeah, okay. we need a date night because it's been a, like it feels like it's been forever since it's just been like. Okay, we can go out, have a couple drinks, and not wake up to two screaming babies with a hangover. Fuck yeah. yeah. Well, hopefully, hopefully this weekend is is different. Yeah. No, I I know. Or right. the next one. Yeah, but right now our thing is just online gaming with each other. Like we still find. Yo. Yeah, that's a, that's our biggest like, like okay like. That's your. That's how you guys bond. Yeah, she has her gaming laptop on this couch. I got my gaming set up like a few feet away from her, mm. and that's how we bond. And sometimes we don't even play the same game. Like I'll be on my Switch right next to her, and mm. we'll just like. In, in your own world, but, like, together. Yeah, I forgot what it's called. I think it's called uh, Parallel Play or some shit like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's, like, I don't think a lot of couples do it. It's by far, like, one of the most... Because you're still spending time together, but you're doing your own thing. Right. And that's all anyone wants. They just want to be around their, their significant other. That's good, man. Well, you know what, Alex? I really appreciate you taking the time to be here today, man. I know... Of course. Like, I... 
I think it's a great honor that you decided to take the time to be here because of the, the circumstances in which you guys are in. Like, I, I had no idea, man. I thought, you know, you you would just, yeah, you know. <laughs> but I, I had no idea, and th- that means a lot more. And yeah. I just want you to know that I really hope that you have that conversation with your dad. I'm sure we will. And I need to have that conversation with my dad. Yeah, no. I think you bringing him on the episode is going to be... It's gonna be healing for the both of you, I think. If he if he wants to do it, we got to remember that. Yeah, but like, I don't know. I'm not. I can't force him either, right? Well, not force him, but to say, hey, like, let's let's talk on my podcast, and then like, I just hope that he doesn't walk away from the table. That's right. my biggest fear for you is that he's gonna walk away from it. Well, I mean, if he does, you know, you'll know. Yeah, I'm like, why, <laughs> my, why the podcast that? Why the cut? <laughs> You you start to hear in the background. Oh shit! Turn it off. Turn oh, it off. Shit. <laughs> cut, cut it. Cut it. Cut it. <laughs> um, oh fuck! All right then, Alex. Well, so for everyone out there, uh, thank you once again for listening to this week's podcast episode. I really appreciate you guys for taking the time. Whether you listen to this when you're washing the dishes, doing laundry, folding laundry, maybe cooking, maybe taking you're the bus, taking the bus, <laughs> uh, or you're listening to this at a hospital while you're waiting for your unborn child to Oof. be born, you Oof. know, I got a buddy of mine. He he actually did that. Oh shit! Yeah. <laughs> He's like, his his daughter was actually born yesterday. Oh fuck! He was like, well, congrats to him. Then. Yeah, Hell yeah, yeah, dude. Congrats. Um, Cody, if you're listening, congratulations, bro. Yeah, congratulations, Cody. Enjoy it, man. But, um, yeah, overall, thank you for every everyone's support. I really appreciate it, and thank you once again, Alex. Oh, of course. Thank you for having me. Awesome. All right, guys, well, stay tuned for next week's episode, and uh, hopefully you guys are enjoying the ride. All righty, then. Thank you. Bye.